welcome to the Wow Influence podcast. We're your hosts, Ed and Kobe. This is the place where you'll find everything you need to know about the world of influencer marketing and how to become an expert in this space. Hey guys, welcome aboard. This is Kobe. Ed is here with me. Hey Ed. Hey Kobe. So uh, this is the first episode, uh, so a quick introduction of Wow Influence. Uh, we are a company that deals with creating and building the better platform for uh, the world of influencer marketing. You, obviously, you can find us at wowinfluence.com. And we're thought of doing these episodes, this podcast, because we believe that there's a lot of uh, information that is missing, a lot of education that is not there for this wonderful world of influencer marketing. So we hope you'll find this interesting uh, and more educating. And I thought uh, we thought of starting with probably the basic stuff of influencer marketing. So uh, let, let's start, okay? I think the first part, basically it's a question for you, Ed, is, is all around the uh, influencer mar marketing basics. And, and now when a brand or an ad agency wants to start, I think the first step after they build their own brief and know what they're looking for, and we'll touch this in other episodes, but they're going to need to find influencers, right, to work with. Correct, Kobe. So, uh, yes, we're all very excited about this world of influencer marketing. It's the, the hot new thing. It's booming. It's all of that. Uh, and unfortunately, in, in any kind of boom, any kind of uh, new, new field, there's a lot of confusion at first, and it takes a little while for, for things to shake out. And, and that's the period we're entering now. Uh, things are becoming clear. There's a right way to do things and, and a, lots of other ways to do things. Um, so we're going to get into all of that. Uh, but in general, what are we talking about here? Influencer marketing is a way to reach uh, your audience through a messenger that is not uh, you know, affiliated with your company. So it's, it's not a paid spokesman. It's not your CEO. It's not a regular uh, advertisement by your marketing agency. It doesn't look like an ad. It doesn't look like an ad. It doesn't feel like an ad. And your customers don't perceive it as an ad. They perceive it as an endorsement from somebody who knows what they're talking about. A more organic one, I would say, right? It, because it, it, although it's on the social networks and there are ads there, it's still part of any post that someone posts, whether what he ate for lunch or where he went for his vacation. Right, right. So uh, a lot of this got started because exactly people would uh, post what they were doing, where they were eating, where they were traveling to. And uh, these posts uh, started to have a lot of value to the businesses in question. And so that's where this world came from, that people start to realize, hey, I have uh, a large number of followers and they tend to go where I send them. Right. They'll, they'll buy the things I, I recommend because they know that I'm only going to recommend products that I genuinely like and think are good products. Mm -hmm. So we'll dive into why this world is, is getting it's, it's, uh, getting expanded now or increasing in terms of the use of it with all the benefits of, of what it brings. But let's, let's assume that everyone understands this. Let, let's talk about starting to, to build a campaign. Okay, we'll, we'll run with you uh, over the next few episodes about different parts and trying to tackle the issues. Take me to the first step finding these guys. So I know that if I want to find someone on Facebook, I'm going to type his name. Or if I want to find some people talking about, I don't know, real estate, I will type in real estate. 
I, same, I assume, and I know, it, it's the same goes with Instagram or with LinkedIn and any other social network. But it's a tedious project. It is, it is. Um, so like any other kind of manual work, uh, there, there's definitely benefits to doing it, but you run into limitations uh, pretty quickly. But let's, let's start simple. Let's start with a campaign. Uh, let's say that I, uh, I'm an avid mountain biker. I have a mountain biking company. I make mountain bikes that are, you know, the next best thing in mountain bikes, and I want to get it out there, right? So what would I do? Let's say I go, I'd go on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'd search for a hashtag mountain biking. And I'd see who are the people who are making the most noise uh, on that social network. What Instagram. do you mean making most noise? It's like what? The most followers, the, the, the engagement, the likes? It, well, it all depends what I'm looking to do, right? If I'm just trying to get my brand name out there, then yeah, I want to, I want to optimize for uh, brand awareness. Maximum reach. Maximum reach, maximum engagement. Exactly. Okay. And... There are other types of campaigns, though. If I'm trying to drive uh, direct sales to my website, I'm going to be interested in the influencers who can, who can do that and not necessarily reach uh, the greatest number of people. And with, I assume, well, we're going to the ad structure, but with more specific or explicit uh, call to action. That's right. Okay. 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 So you, you looked for this mountain bike, so everyone that uh, speaks about mountain, mountain bikes, you, uh, you found one. You found the first one. How do you know if he's good or bad? What happens next? So what I would do is I would look into uh, their profile, see what they're, uh, how they would describe themselves, mm-hmm. right? I would look into the last couple of posts, see what kind of people are commenting there, what, what, what are the nature of the comments, okay. right? Uh, is, this, uh, is this person engaged with their audience? When someone asks a question in the comments, does he respond? Uh, these kinds of signals that the person is really uh, engaged with their audience and they really care about what uh, what their presence is. I assume that you, you'll also try to see if, if he's only about mountain biking or is he's more of a general post guy and, and mountain biking is only one of the posts that he's doing, right? You, you'll, start, you'll try to see the mix or the ratio between your specific uh, interest and overall interest that this guy has. That's right. That's right. So, you know, we're now we're getting into issues of like, what's your marketing strategy, mm-hmm. right? If I am a, you know, a big mountain biking company, I've, I've pretty much saturated the mountain biking market. And that my market research tells me, you know what, uh, skateboarders are a good growth market that we've seen a lot of skateboarders who get into mountain biking, let's say. Mm-hmm. So then I might be searching for people who can bridge those two worlds. Okay, right. Okay. It all comes back to your marketing strategy. And what are your goals? I see. So, so we found the first one, and I think the from from our experience, I think that the, we have several issues, but let's take it one at a time. The first one is okay. I found one. Um, I, I need I don't know fifty to, to my campaign. I don't want to focus just on one, uh, even if he's got huge amount of followers. It's it's not enough. I want to you know in in marketing you need to repeat the the message uh, from and preferably from different people. So. I found the first one, what, now I need to do this, it's not 50 times, it's like probably like 500 times because I will rule out a lot of the guys that I find. Seriously, I need to find a lot of people right like that, manually? Yeah, I mean, that that's one option. That's the, the, the most straightforward option is just to do manual searches on, on the social networks that you are interested in, in reaching. And unfortunately, we know this is the most common one, right? Right, right now, okay. Right, right. Uh, the next step, obviously, is to get a, a influencer marketing platform that can help you do this uh, at scale. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to run a campaign with hundreds or even thousands of influencers, 
uh, you know, Excel is not going to cut it anymore. Yeah. So basically, you're telling me that I need an Excel. I need a lot of time. And I need to do a lot of hard work just to find and go through a lot of people that most of them will not be relevant. But if I'm taking it to a platform, probably some platform that kind of consolidates a lot of information, I can use it like a, like a Google for, for uh, influencers. Correct. And then I'm probably going to have some abilities to filter them based on some parameters. Exactly. Okay, exactly. okay, cool. So let's take the other issue. Uh, how do I know if I found someone that, yeah, I scrolled through their posts, I, I went to see their followers, what they are saying. We know there's a huge issue in, in many of the social platforms of fakes or, or even bots that, that are doing, you know, the, the automatic work and it's not the real person behind this. Uh, I, I, just lead me through the process of actually analyzing an influencer and deciding if he's good for mine uh, for my campaign or not sure so um, we need to define these terms pretty carefully yeah um, so let's let's start so when we talk about uh, the difference between automating and faking right so it could be as simple as um, I use a, a program like buffer right to I, I write my post once and then it sends it out mm-hmm. automatically to all the networks that I have so it technically did a bot post my post to yes. to the network Technically, yes, but we don't really consider that. No one would really consider that uh, as fakery. It's still a JIT type of work just to save me time. It just saves me a few clicks. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, so from there, we can, we, you know, this is a sort of a scale, right? We can move into automatically uh, following and commenting on other people's posts uh, on a comment that you wrote once and then it gets copy-pasted. Right, so so you're extending your reach there. That's you're crossing over that gray zone into mm-hmm. something that's not quite uh, ethical, authentic. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not authentic. It's not ethical. Um, and then there's of course the outright fakes, right? The the ones who you know probably the what people are most familiar with is the Russian bots that tried to uh, influence the election. But you have uh, you know shady marketers doing this uh, to promote all kinds of products. Um, and uh, these are outright fakes. They're actually using scripts that are, first of all, building a new uh, profile. Yep. Then, I don't know, uh, populating a lot of posts around different topics that might interest the followers of this fake profile, and only then start putting some posts that are relevant for the marketing needs or the objectives they have, right? Correct, correct. Okay. So a lot of uh, you know a lot of clickbait, a lot of deceptive tactics. And uh, there are fake profiles... How do I know if, if a follower of or the followers uh, of a specific influencer are more fake profiles or, or authentic uh, profiles? Is it something that I can identify? Yeah, I mean, you got to hand it to the to the scammers and the, and the fakes because they, they really uh, thought about how to make this uh, difficult to detect, right? So, for example... What does a real account look like? A real account, generally speaking, you have a you have like a ninety nine percent probability that they're going to follow either Kim Kardashian or Messi mm-hmm. or Ronaldo or one of these the big top names. people, right? So what do the bots do? Well, then one of the first actions after they get uh, created the account, they go and follow these people so that the algorithms don't immediately suspect that they're fake. So that makes it a challenge for anyone trying to do uh, vetting manually, right? To try to see what is the quality of this influencer that I'm trying to hire. What's the percentage of the comments that are fake? What's the percentage of the followers that are not really engaged? Yeah, this becomes very difficult to do uh, on on a mass scale and with the with the bigger accounts. So, 
again, going back to, to platforms, to automatic tools, I assume that with some of the tools exist, it's not, on, it's not only just about finding the influencers that are relevant to my campaign or speaks about a specific topic or a hashtag or a keyword. It's also about the giving us the ability to kind of filter or guess or understand uh, the amount of uh, fakes. Is there something like that? Yep, exactly. So, so one of the problems with doing this manually is that you're only seeing the publicly available information, mm-hmm. right? And from there, uh, if you have a lot of experience and you take a lot of time to do it, it's possible to get a rough sense of how authentic an account is. Um, but if you're going to be doing this with a platform, it's going to be much easier, right? Because the platform can uh, set degrees of influence for, for an account. So, for example, we'll take one of the big ones, like a Ronaldo or a Kim Kardashian, yeah, for sure, there's going to be millions of fake followers there. Mm-hmm. But that's not uh, Kim's fault. That's not Ronaldo's fault. That's, again, it's, it's the bots doing that in order to trick the whole system, mm-hmm. right? So we don't care that, that Kim Kardashian has fake followers. What we care about is determining what are her real followers actually worth, Okay. right? So it, it's not that we don't care about fakes and bots, but what we really want to measure is influence. The real influence. I the would real say. influence. The real world influence exactly. about the, their audience, about their followers. Okay, so we kind of went through the quickly through the process, and, and, and I think I'm questioning if, if there's a better way or, or more um, bulletproof way to even uh, increase the level of identification of, of uh, influencers and trying to understand if they're, uh, you, you spoke about public profile, if there's a better way to dive into more details to ensure that uh, the f- influencers that I'm going to work with are better in terms of reach, in terms of influence about their followers. Right. And so this was one of our uh, aha moments, one of those light bulb yeah. moments that we had uh, when we were surveying this space. And we said, yeah, well, we're going to do something in influencer marketing, but we want to do it right. Right. How do we uh, you know, cut through all this noise? How do we deliver something that people are actually going to, uh, to appreciate and find valuable? And as we went through what are all the problems, we did the analysis, right, with the opportunities and threats and all that. And we saw, huh, if you just made discovery internal as opposed to external, all of these problems just go away. Let, let's explain this for a second. So, so external discovery is a place where some platforms that allow you to search through their databases, basically what they kind of send out, it's like uh, scrapers and crawlers across the internet mainly, collecting all the public information exists about Ronaldo as an example. So they give, hey, this is Ronaldo, this is his Instagram account, he's got, I don't know, 70 million followers, the, the, the amount of posts that gets likes and, and the shares and comments, these are the averages. But that's it, basically, right? This that's is right. public information. This is what we call external discovery. I think it gives a lot of uh, ability to uh, identify influencers, but you have no idea uh, about the real value of, of this influencer, right? Correct. Okay. Let's talk about internal discovery, which uh, term you mentioned. What's that? Right. So internal discovery is when both sides uh, have logged into the same platform. So the brands and the influencers have all logged in. Mm-hmm. They've given read-only access to their to their profiles, to their business analytics pages. Okay. And with that, we now get an in-depth look at the follower level. So we're not only looking at the influencer, but we can know what are the affinities and what are the behaviors of the followers of that influencer. Because at the end of the day, that's what the brands care about, right? They are trying to reach an audience. They're not trying to reach an influencer. So you said vetted. How do you vet? Are you going to actually call the influencer that 
register to, to the platform? Or are you going to test it with some other tools? Are you going to just scroll through, uh, through his post and understand what, what's the meaning of it? Obviously, the, the fact that he gives you uh, access to his business insights uh, gives you a lot of information, but you do other parts. Like we do some other manual and automatic work in order to, I would say, increase the level of confidence about the, the authenticity of this influencer, right? That's right. So we, we've built statistical tools. We've built machine learning models that can uh, give us the degree of actual influence of the people that we are looking at. So again, if there's fakes, if there are uh, followers who are silent, who maybe have never logged into the platform in a year, that's all fine. It's just going to impact the final uh, level of influence that the, the influencer has. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so let's wrap up this episode and then we'll speak about many other different uh, topics uh, in, in the next episodes. But my main takeaways from, from this one is, first, prefer to use automatic tools that exist today versus manual. Uh, definitely it will uh, shorten your time or, or your investment about this, uh, finding the influencers. Uh, second, uh, prefer a system that has internal discovery versus an external discovery because uh, the internal discovery system gives not only gives much more information, but they're also going through the uh, vetting process of, of the influencers. And if they're doing vetting, uh, uh, make sure that they're doing the right vetting on the influencers that exist in the system and, and don't accept just anyone steps in, right? That's right. That's right. So the value of having both sides log into the same platform cannot be overstated. And we're going to get into all of those benefits in, in future episodes. But for now, uh, we can leave it with the takeaway that it's going to make it much easier for you to avoid fakes, to actually pay for something that's valuable, uh, and to know what you're getting. Right. So if you're a marketer, a brand, and someone that specializes in influencer marketing or generally social uh, marketing, uh, pay attention to these details because we think that it's, it makes a huge difference uh, for the campaign success or failure. Okay. Are we right? Anything else I've done on this one? We'll speak more about many other topics in the next episode, but I think we kind of uh, give the food for thought for, for our uh, audience, right? That's right. And so it's a complex space, but we're going to go through this uh, point by point, and we're going to give you a nice map that you can take and, uh, and use to be successful in this industry. Cool. So we thank you uh, for listening to this uh, episode. Uh, you can probably find us in many other places, but for now, we're saying goodbye. Thanks a lot, Ed. We'll see each other in the next episode. Thank you, Kobe. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more episodes, find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also find much more on our website, wowinfluence.com, or on our social networks at Wow Influence. Stay tuned for the next episode and keep on hustling.